Hi, Jonathan Williams back again at the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Bricks and Mortar podcast, well, that's buying, selling, renting and investing in property. We're trying to float your boat and light your candle. My back is absolutely louping. I don't know if you've ever had any problems with your back, but I tell you what, it is just so debilitating I am just hobbling about like a cripple and it's all because of the blasted yoga I thought new year I'm going to get into the yoga and I went down there on Thursday to the baths and I don't know what I've done (laughs) but it's bloody sore Um, I'm soldiering on um, but let's just see how we get on with this week's show It's full of some great, great chat on mentoring. I spoke to Caroline Morris, who is part of um, Scottish Business Mentoring, and I'm going to join the mentoring group. We're going to be mentored by one of their mentors. And I thought, you know what, she's coming in to talk to me about what I want to get out of the mentoring, and I thought I would get that recorded. So that's the guts of this week's show. What's been happening this week? Well, as I said, last week it's been quite a slow start to the year for us, but that's all changed because we've now had a couple of offers accepted for clients who have been looking for nigh on months, I have to say, but they've now, we got two offers accepted on Friday and then there's stacks of remortgage work that's coming through for the buy to let. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that after the interview. We were off at a Burns night. We're smack bang in the middle of Burns month and we went off to a Burns supper and it was just a great night. Not a big fan of the Burns, but always good just to soak up uh, a little bit of the Scottish Bard. Uh, We had the immortal memory, which really is given at Burns Night Suppers by somebody who knows their stuff on, on the man from Ayrshire. And we had the privilege of listening to a guy called, I think it was David Taylor. Anyway, you'll know who I'm talking about because he's the political correspondent who does all of the stuff on the BBC, BBC Scotland, that is. He's the guy with a white shock of white hair um, and he's a ruddy complexion and he always looks as if he's about to have a heart attack. Uh, David Taylor, he was absolutely brilliant. He really was. He did his thing. Um, What a consummate professional. If you ever get a chance to listen to any speeches that he makes, then listen, you're in for a treat. He was brilliant. So we had a bit of singing. We had somebody doing Will Willie's Prayer. And yeah, it was just great. Great. Lots of drinking, bit of whiskey at the end and a sore head to boot on the Saturday morning. But it was just brilliant. A little bit of news on the FCA and bricks and mortar mortgages. 
where we're at with that is the FCA came back to me this week. They've got the application. I've now been assigned somebody from the FCA and it looks as if the thing's being fast-tracked. They've got a couple of forms for me to fill out and then they said next week I should get my FCA number which will then allow me to move forward and start ticking a lot of the boxes with moving forward and getting us up and running as bricks and mortar mortgages. So. I'm going to put the interview on. It's a great insight into mentoring and to what the guys at Scottish Business Mentoring do. Have a listen. Start businesses, yeah. They only deal with businesses that are up and running, even for that. Is there's an awful lot of support already out there, for, yes. Um, or business gateway and yeah, the like, yeah. They do because they can access the funding and the granting, and they can do the training and they can get access for information for websites and all that. Kind mm-hmm. of. They can do all that, so we'll do that quite well. Then, really, I, I don't see why we, we want to dabble in that pop. However, yeah. we're very aware of all the years that we've been doing this. One of the, the, the ways that we can bring the greatest value to the table for businesses when businesses are really starting to cut their teeth in hard business issues. Mm-hmm. That normally happens when the first year onwards. Yes. Uh, they've, they've maybe made a few mistakes, got a few things not quite right, thought, Crikey, uh-huh. I should have done that differently. I haven't got anybody to talk. Then all of a sudden they come across our radar. Uh, so then we're in a position to engage with them. So we feel that that's maybe best use of our our resource in terms of our mentors is when businesses are, are, you know, so any business that's up and running and training from a year onwards uh, or any business that's been training for many, many years, because obviously the the current landscape's changing all the time. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. you know, even though you're a mature business, you've been training for many, many years, you're going to come across issues all the time. And it's good to have somebody out with the business that you can sometimes have a, you know, have a chat with it and give you a different perspective on some yeah, of those issues yeah. and help you think outside the box. And it's not just about the mentor's knowledge and experience, it's also about the network that they can sometimes open up once you've built up a relationship with them. That's, that's quite yes. important as well. Yeah, you know. yeah what's behind them uh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we're sitting with about a thousand mentors right across the whole network. So um, that's taken us many years to, you know, to, you know, to, to, to get that size mm-hmm. and that pot in terms of resource and experience mm-hmm. and knowledge. Um, but we're always looking for ways to improve that, you know, in terms of different sectors, different knowledge set, you know, because businesses come with a variety of expectations and you've got to try and manage that. But yeah. really, fundamentally, we're not here to do it for them. We're here to empower them uh-huh. through that knowledge set from somebody else that's been there, been there and done it and, you know, got the T-shirt and a Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Um, good. Okay. All right. So, um, for me, in order for me to help you, assist you in terms of what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know you said that you, you know, you're in your, you're in your second year, is that right? Yes. Of, of bricks and mortar. Where does that fit in? Do you do you with? So where I come from is I've come from a legal background. Uh-huh. So I've had twenty twenty five years in residential conveyancing, partner in various firms, McDonald's solicitors out the back there. They got bought over by Morton Fraser. Uh, they weren't interested in what I was doing. I ended up then going out and, and uh, with some people to form another company called Gilson Gray, which didn't work for me. And so I've then come into the financial sphere. So at one point I was doing residential conveyancing. Now I'm doing uh, organising mortgages and protection for people, but I've still got my legal hat on. So I've got sort of two income streams, one through the consultancy agreement with a firm called Lindsay's in the town, 
and um, I then got my main source of income, which is through the mortgages and protection, okay. uh, and that's through what I've been doing at the moment with with Begley okay. Brown. Okay. So I'm buying out. So I've been in essence been running the show, the mortgage book here for two years, and I am about to press the button on buying the mortgage book and moving forward with that. So I suppose you could say that I've been trading for best part of two years because Chris upstairs. So what you're actually doing is you're buying it, you're buying that bit of the business and yes. you're running it off on your own. So yeah. that's what you're doing. That yeah. makes sense. That's that's absolutely brilliant. So what do you think? Um, so what what do you, what are you want? What are you you doing at the moment to grow the business? What's your how are you? So where I'm trying to get to is I mean, clearly the mortgage market is a huge market mortgage, mortgage market. Um, and there are a number of people out there who are doing this. I've got really no interest in going onto the high street. No, no. You know, first mortgage or first mortgage and Aberdeen Considine and all that. Mm. You know, I just that's not of interest to me. Where I see the best value I can give is in the niche for buy to let and advising those that are investing in property because I think that. So this is that's, somebody that's got money that maybe doesn't feel that they're getting the right revenue from, a, 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 you know, a, a, um, investments and thinking the best yeah, well investment that's, process that's for me right. is maybe to look for buying a property yes, for the buy so that's, so that's one. And then there's people like E. McQueen who are dissatisfied with their job. And so what they want to do is they want to go in yeah, and yeah, I can, invest in property full yeah. time. Um, and so what I've been doing is we've got... What I'm trying to do is drive traffic to the, the podcast and the website and then in turn what's happening is that that's then generating business leads for me. For you. I'm also looking at, um, I'm quite, well the blogs go out pretty much on a weekly basis and they get farmed out to various Facebook forums for properties and then there are meetups. So what I'm doing is I'm attending a lot of these meetups and saying, well, you want to come on for an interview or mm-hmm. I've got legal experience, I've got mortgage experience, mm-hmm. I've got skin in the game, I've got half a dozen flats myself. So I feel that I'm able to bring a lot yeah. to the party with regards to uh, advising people both with the legals, the mortgages and also an understanding of the legislation because I need to know what the legislation uh-huh. is because I've got flats myself. So that's proved quite because it's 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 an unknown commodity. If you're somebody that's not in that in that area and you want to dip your toe in it and you you're not sure of you know if I mm. biting off more than I can chew, sure, yes. you end up getting myself in hot water here. Absolutely. Because there's always you often read in the press about the issues about it. So it's all very well getting the property. It's there and then you know um, it, it's then getting the um, getting the the individuals who want to lease the property mm-hmm. and make sure you're getting the right tenant yeah. in, that you're not going to end up with a whole pile of issues. It, it's amazing as to how many movable parts there are. I mean, there's the movable part of the tenant. You need to make sure that you've got the right tenant. There's then the legislative part where you've got to make sure that you've got your gas checks, your vanilla right. checks, and then there's the tax implications that have happened over the last 18 months so it is and can be a minefield that you know with unless you are properly advised you might as well just be burning 10 pound notes because you can easily make the wrong decisions 
And if you don't buy the right property, you could buy a property that you think is going to rent and then you go to the letting agent and he's saying to you, what, why did you buy that? Yeah, You're looking that's at not what's in demand. So yeah, no. uh-huh, that's uh-huh. right. That's so right. I, I so really, is that part of what you do when you interview or individuals is to find out the kind of property they're looking at buying and, and the type of tenant and then help them navigate around that? Or Yeah, I mean, I haven't really done that. Where I've interviewed for the podcast is that I've been interviewing people who have been up and running and oh. I'm just getting their take upon what mistakes they made right. and okay. what they wanted to try and do in the future and just giving them almost a launch pad because that's okay. one of the great things that nobody's doing podcasts on property so you'll know what it's like you can only take an estate agent a letting agent out for so many lunches uh-huh. Uh-huh. without and it's quite sometimes quite difficult to actually give them something back yeah. so if yeah. you're able to give them some sort of platform to say well I'm this estate agent uh-huh. that letting uh-huh. agent then potentially if there's traffic being driven to the podcast, then if they play it correctly and have yeah. a good interview, then potentially traffic could be then moved forward to their own mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. So you know, it it works both ways. Both ways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what, what what are you looking for? You know, what do you want to do in the next twelve months with the business? So I think what I want to do is we've got myself, who's the sole advisor at the moment. Okay, mm-hmm. and we're getting to the stage where we're at that tipping point as to whether or not we need to get another advisor on. Because you've got um, two here just now. Yeah, so I've got myself and I've got Catherine. So Catherine's right. my uh, PA, as right, it were, okay. Girl Friday. Um, and so she, what I do is I do all the advising and then once we've agreed what product we're going for, she then does the application side of things and then I move on to the next client. Right, so okay. it's a sort of conveyor belt that we, we utilise and that's going very well. But as you can understand, if there's too much coming in the funnel, yeah. you know, there's only You've myself and her. Yeah. So, manage. so we're almost at the tipping point where we could potentially look at somebody okay. else and it's whether or not we go down the route of employment or contracting, contracting and yeah. come up with some deal whereby there's a split of income, etc. Okay. Now, I've been speaking to one chap who's keen to join us, and it's just when do we want to make that commitment mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to them? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing, because okay. ultimately what I want to try and do is get to a situation, I mean, I'm, I'm 50 in March, I want to get to a situation where it's creating an income for me where I and that income is being created while I'm working on the business, not in the business. Not in the business, I understand. So I've got yeah. you know, I can sort of do the, the, the overarching <coughs> thing and I've maybe got three or four advisors mm-hmm. that are churning away okay. with, with the so work. So is the idea that at some point in the, in the future you're gonna step back from the business? I think what I would like to do is I I'm amenable, I think, to trying to identify somebody who could do my role, okay, and they would then get a salary for that. Then beneath them would be a couple of advisors, mm-hmm. and then I would take a dividend and almost treat it as a passive as a, income. Yeah. Because as I say, I've got the six flats that are all on capital and interest, so. I'm really hoping... Are they all in the central belt? Yes, oh. so they're on the sort of west end. All right, and okay. And so I've been investing with those for about 15 years. So the mortgages, ultimately what I decided to do was 
when I was doing the law, buy some flats and then get somebody else to pay for my pension, pension in yeah, essence. Yeah. Um, and it's getting to that stage now where if we can get six flats, I've got six, six flats and then there's two sort of cottages on the West Coast. So if I can get all those down to mortgage free, then I can probably turn about four grand a month in income. Mm -hmm. And then if I can take something from this, then you know sure, I, I sure. can then start to so it's about succession planning and an exit yes. strategy over the next five to seven years I would no. suggest that would be yeah. a, okay, that's what my wife would that's like fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice if you can get it that's Maybe. good yeah quite Maybe. right quite right so uh, that's that's your long term goal really mm -hmm. in that regard. So really, it's about looking at another member of staff and whether or not you think that that's going to be a suitable and appropriate yes, right now, now with your timeline, with your incomes, and, and and you know not overstretching yourself. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And the chart that I've sort of identified, I think, fits the uh, the, the the type of person I would like, uh, and also the age profile, which I think is absolutely mm -hmm. vital. Um, so I would be hoping that. If we took that person on, then within a short period of time, he would be able to create a team, a team beneath right, him and, and we could him. move yeah, forward quite yeah, quickly okay. on that. And does that, would that mean you, you would be looking for alternative premises? Again, we've got Don't this room in here, we've got another room through there. So you've got, you've got you can so expand we've, so into we've here? Got Expansion, yes, uh -huh. so we could probably stick another two in here and certainly one through there. So I'm not seeing that accommodation is going to be an issue for me. Okay, that's excellent. Okay, and have you, have you got any thoughts about the type of mentor you think that would be best suited? Or this isn't a trick question, I always ask that because I think it's mm -hmm. good to be useful if I know. <laughs> I mean, certainly somebody who is in the financial services. Um, but again, it's quite a generic thing that I'm looking for. Yeah. So somebody with, you know, financial services um, background would mm -hmm. be probably mm -hmm. a good mm -hmm. a good okay. idea. Because I mean, I've only been doing this for two years, so yeah. no, no, bouncing ideas off him might yeah. be yeah. of yeah. interest yeah. to me. Not well. necessarily having a know or have a, a deep knowledge of of you know the um, um, the process with regards to. Um, financing mortgages and um, property to let the don't because that's your bank you know about that sure yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm not really needing any so it doesn't matter they don't know they're not really that no, uh -huh, no that's fine that's fine no I don't think that that's really because I've got a whole raft of people, as you can yeah, imagine, being in, yeah. the, in the legal industry I've got a whole raft Absolutely, of people yeah. that pass me business that I sort of can um, knock things off, off if, of, yeah. If but it's I'm, the whole I'm financial getting... accountants aspect of things that so. is what you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can do that that's easy and would it be um, would it be best beneficial that somebody that's in the central belt for ease of meeting up in Glasgow I would like that yes uh -huh. uh, okay. I think I okay. think that would be good preferred okay have you got any questions of me Jonathan um very much is it you then give me three potentials. Well, just to put, what, what I tend to do is I go away and I create a profile from the information. I'll bulk this out a wee bit um, mm -hmm. when I get back to the office. I bulk out this um, profile and then that is a tool that I use for selection. Now, what I tend to look at, whatever your barriers are as a business will be mirrored by a mentor's core commons. So we've talked about the strategy, the strategic planning, a little bit around the financial backgrounds, the financial services planning succession plan and exit it's somebody that's come from a financial service background that has that knowledge set 
Mm-hmm. Just ignore that. It could very well be um, that when I do the search, I might end up with about five, six, maybe ten me- mentors. Yeah. I then go into them and I look at who they match with at the moment. Uh, is there any particular uh, area that they don't want to deal with in terms of, of businesses? Because some mentors can be very specific about the yeah. sectors they want to work in. In terms mm-hmm. of some are pretty. My, my knowledge set cuts across many sectors. I'm, uh-huh. really, I'm quite amenable to what you know, whatever you, you think is suitable. Yeah. And then what I would then do once I've gone through that, I would then send you uh, maybe about uh, three or four mentors that I think that's suitable and available. Mm-hmm. And then what I would say, this is confidential, bearing in mind that they, I have not discussed anything about you with these mm-hmm. business, these, these mentors. Yeah. It's just for you to buy into my thoughts of the suitability of individuals. And then what we would do collectively, we'd pick one and that's the one I would make the approach to. Right. We then allow you to have an initial first meeting to see if it fits right, because personality-wise, mm. that's, that fit's got to be good. Yes, absolutely. And then at that point onwards, then what... Um, we would do is that if you if you both parties are happy after the first meeting, I have a, a confidentiality that I raise, which is a formality but necessary. Just rubber stamps you're both happy to work in the spirit of mentoring, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have a twelve month window with that mentor. And the beauty of it is, I don't determine when you meet with the mentor. You and the mentor determine a time frame. That's so there's no generic you. time frames or anything. It's very 12, much 12, down 12 to you. Months, other than the that. expectation is you should meet that mentor at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Anything between two and four hours. No, that can be an hour and a half. It can be an hour here. I mean, yeah. if we're not. It's not. You've got to be. You mm-hmm. know, providing that you, you know that you're getting the support, but your time's not monopolised. And I think that's the whole idea of business owners are giving them the support, but not monopolising their time. Yeah. You know, because we know that one of the biggest challenges business owners have quite often is time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you want to give them that and, and the flexibility to do it when it suits them as well. Yeah. So that's where we allow you and the mentor to determine your own diary requirements. All that we ask is that both parties keep in contact with me and I can plot your progress over the coming months. Okay. And then at the end of the 12-month window, mm-hmm. I do an exit survey, and that's basically to look at where you were, where you are now, and do you need further support, uh, or do you need signposts to some other part of the network to help you? Right. So it's, it's, it's ensuring businesses don't disappear down a crack in the road, you know, it's uh-huh. just to ensure that they do. If they want it, they might not want it. I mean, I've had several businesses that have gone away and then come back to me two or three, hours later, two or three uh, years later because... They've got a different set of issues as they've moved the business up again. They've ended up with uh, they've ended up with a different set of issues. So they're actually looking for a mentor at that point in time then with a different set of skill sets, you know. But I think the beautiful thing about this is as I know a lot of the businesses are mentors, even after the twelve month window. Uh, and they've finished in mentoring they've built up such a good relationship with that mentor they've kept in contact with them they've become friends and I, I'm a great one in endorsing that because I think you can yes. never never have too many contacts in Absolutely. business so it's about giving businesses that connectivity as well uh-huh. I mean that is the, the, that's at the core of what Scottish Chambers is all about um, uh, but it's about instilling that right across the network for mm-hmm. businesses generally in Scotland you know yeah um, okay okay so that's interesting that, you know, it, it seems very much down to myself and the mentor yes. to yes. the time you establish frame, that, and the relationship is about you. Yeah. All we do is we're the facilitator of that, yeah, that yeah, regard. Yeah. We put the two of you together, but it, you, you manage that. All that we ask is that we'll constantly keep in contact with you. How's it going? What's happened? Mm-hmm. What's, you know, um, I think we, 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 over the years that we've made a point of not pigeonholed people in boxes, because we realise that not every business wants to move at the same pace. 
Yes. So it's allowing that, again, that's all driven by the relationship with what you feel comfortable with. The mentor's never going to take you around somewhere and do, or, you, or ask you to do something you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the important part, building that relationship so you feel comfortable and they're not putting you in a difficult situation. However, the mentor may at some point ask you to do something that's relevant to the business to help them have a better understanding of the business to help you. Yes. Um, um, but if you, if for whatever reason you don't understand why they're looking for that, you're always welcome to ask or, 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 or you know, forward that back to me then, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looking forward to... I mean, there's nothing... That, that I mean, I, I always work on the principle that there's, there's nothing to gain and nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. way I view it. And the beauty of it is that we've built up this, this incredible pot of individuals... Uh, a pool of individuals within the, the, the whole network over many years and a lot of people say to me well why would somebody want to give their time for, for free and I said, well <laughs> a lot of these mentors have had, a, have had a mentor in their personal professional development so they know the value that comes from that you can't put monetary terms yes. and you know yourself the world's full of people that know the price of everything the value of nothing uh-huh. and it's sometimes macheting your way through all that and the, the, the other thing is as well that the mentor itself if they've got an open mindset and not a closed mindset, then they'll always be thinking, well, gosh, I might be able to learn something learn, from You're them. absolutely correct. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And a lot of it is about, um, I mean, I, I can think of one of our mentors, and he said something to me going back some months ago, and it really made me laugh. He said, there's nothing more invigorating, he said, that, that he says, seeing the white of somebody's eyes when all of a sudden you've untangled the problem that they've been they've been trying to deal with uh-huh. for months uh-huh. and just by that session with you that they've been able to untangle it and get a solution yes. he says that's the most it, just the look in their face he says I, he says, I could he says that's most, more than money uh-huh. and it's interesting somebody making that comment you know because again sometimes they I think if you're too close to a situation you can't always see the obvious Yes. and yeah. somebody coming in with a fresh pair of eyes can sometimes mm-hmm. see something you don't see and again mm-hmm. that's what it's all about really it's not also it's not what you don't know, it's what you don't know what you don't know. And that's sometimes where some of the risk comes. So the mentor can sometimes be great at kind of putting you in a position where you think, Craig, you never, I should have really known that. I could have, you know, I could have ended up dropping myself in a hole here. Yes. Um, so it's kind of helped businesses navigate through some of the challenges and giving them that, okay. you, know, you know. And the mentors themselves, are they tending to mentor a number of, of companies? Depends. Or I think because it's uh, the, yes, we've got about a 1,000 mentors active at the moment, and they vary from business owners, um, 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 entrepreneurs, chief execs of large multinationals. Some of them are fully still in their business. Mm-hmm. Some are, are you know, maybe only work part-time because they've got they've brought people into their business so they can step back yeah. we've got ones that are retired but they're not all retirement age some of them are some of them aren't mm-hmm. you know uh, so the ones that have possibly got the more time are the ones that will do more than one business yeah but you see what we you might find they might maybe have three businesses but they're at different levels mm-hmm. they might have one that's getting ready to exit because it's it's nearly at 12 months they've got another one that might be sitting at about eight or nine months and they're quite happy to then take another one on because mm-hmm. by the time they establish a relationship with that one the one that's at 12 months no doubt they'll have exited with them yeah. Do you know what I mean? so yeah. Yeah, that's, that tends to be the way it works I, 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 I it's, it's a bit like a conveyor yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they like that yeah, they like yeah, that yeah. you know uh, you know They'll be very clear about the ones that only want to work with one at, one at a time. And the ones that'll say, well, if it's someone that really tickles my fancy, I wouldn't mind stretching myself yeah. a little bit time-wise. I thought it was 
what I wanted to do. That and, and is it the case that the mentors are almost trying to stretch the people that they're mentoring? Because I've always thought, or, or when I've listened to various podcasts about mentoring, they said that a good mentoring session is where the mentee comes out with sweaty palms yeah, thinking, yeah. <laughs> Well, yes and no. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it's got to be a pleasurable experience and you've got to feel that there's... They want to feel like they're giving, they're bringing value to the table. Yes. But at the same time, as they don't want to put their business, the business in a situation that they're being stressed out and they're not actually... They don't feel as if it's a pleasurable experience either. There's got to be a fine line. Yes, yeah, you know, you've yeah. got to feel stretched, but not under threat. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bit that you know. Some some businesses, I hate to say, it, I've come across a few in my in, in my time that they actually know what to do, but for whatever reason, they'll keep doing what they shouldn't do because it seems to be easier. I thought that was the first sign of madness. Do you know what I mean? Doing the same thing and hoping that there'll be a change. Do you keep doing that when you know it's not working? Uh But there seems to be a mental block that they just can't seem to get over. And uh, a mental turn around and say to me, I know what they need to do. They know what they need to do. But but they don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. They'd rather just keep on doing it. But yet they seem surprised that they're ending up the same issue that yeah. and you'll, you'll I've, I've known many times I thought they're they're going to be in the same situation 12 months from now because yeah. they're not prepared to come out of their comfort zone uh-huh. there's a fear of coming out of that comfort zone for whatever reason you don't know yeah but it's not for you to self and it's not for you no. to analyze them no. you're there to give every single business that opportunity and it's up to them what they do with it uh-huh. you can't you see we're not here to tell them what to do we're only here to empower them to give them a knowledge set that they can utilise but yeah, they so have to be of their own free will want to do it uh-huh. you know yeah I mean, you made that clear in the, in the blog there this is not a business advice absolutely not absolutely yeah. not because that's not what people go no. and we know that it doesn't we know it's about empowering business owners we know that if you give them advice or if you you draw down what they what, exactly what they have to do it's a bit like somebody giving you the answer to everything there seems to be a bit, but, but I always think there's something quite liberating when you've actually little by little managed to find it all out, all out and all of a sudden it becomes clear to you uh-huh. and you've done it yourself yes. do you know what I mean through you've, somebody's you've maybe been there as a sounding board uh-huh. that you know you, you know, and it's obviously about creating greater confidence as well and better at decision making uh-huh. and when you actually put businesses through that process and they become better at decision making then basically, what they they become more proactive in making making things happen yes. as opposed to just sitting and thinking, well, you know, I don't get any opportunities. I bet they do, but they don't see them for no. what they are because they've got you go in. You said they're about having a closed mindset. Uh-huh. You know, I wonder if it's a bit like the analogy of you don't even have the jigsaw and the mentor gives you the jigsaw and it's up to you to, to put, put the it pieces together. together. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's very much exactly like that. They yeah. say these are the pieces. I know it fits, and I know there's a picture there, uh-huh. but you have to want to do it. Yes. I'm not going to do it for you, but uh-huh. I'm going to give you the bits of the jigsaw puzzle. You have then have to... Yeah, put them all together. Yeah, but I'm here for you. If you, you, you know, uh-huh. I'm here to you know, discuss it with and you. And that's something that is, uh, I think, one of the best things, and one of the things I'm looking forward to is that you, know, you can bounce ideas off the mentors that's and right. you've got somebody yeah. there who's yeah. who will tell you yeah maybe that maybe that or that's a good idea and absolutely i mean i point. always say that you know that let's be clear about this mentors are not going to have the answer to everything no that's just you know but quite often or not they'll look back at things that they've done think, well actually i did that and this happened and that was the outcome i should have actually done that mm-hmm. but this was the route i took yeah so sometimes it's good to, to it's, it's good to sometimes flesh out that 
they can quite often be more than one route to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's only through that process of discussion with somebody else that all of a sudden you see the several routes that, that are open to you. But there could be reasons why you might not go down that route because if I go down that route, I need to finance that, I need the resources to do that, I need X, Y, and Z. I'll put that one in the back burner. And then they work their way through that and all of a sudden they see a clear route that they can actually action and do now. Mm-hmm. And then the answer question is, so why aren't you doing it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it does actually, it does. But sometimes when people are so busy, as you said yourself earlier, so busy working in the business, they're not working on where they want to be going and yeah. they miss an opportunity by doing this. So really oh. what we're trying to do as a line business is to be open to every opportunity that's there and not fall down a crack in the road, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Good. Okay. No, that's brilliant. What I have done here brilliant. as well, this is, as I said, the the, 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 the the mentor will never chase to meet with you. The diary is always up to you. But what I always mm-hmm. say, were you happy to proceed once you've had the first meeting? Yeah. And I've released a confidentiality for you both to rubber stamp that you both want to go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally say, well, what I always would suggest to do is when you've had one meeting to put another one in the diary so it's always on your hands yes. and you know it's, it's you know it's coming up. And that way you, you, you utilise the, the, the months well. You know, you don't let them run away because sometimes when people get busy, they forget and the next thing you know, the mentor will phone me and say to me, well, I had a meeting six weeks ago with that business. They were going to come back to me and give me some dates, but they've not done it. Mm-hmm. That you must know, be so, well, it is a wee bit, but other businesses are constant. They will, they will take more and more and more of the mentor's time if they can. Yes. As I said, every business is different, so uh-huh. you've just got to try and keep on top of that. I've given a wee brochure there as well good, with good. our relationship with Scottish Enterprise, but there's a couple of case studies in there. Warren Bain for Plan B, and uh, these are mine. Um, Diane Drummond from BDAX, her and her husband Brian. Okay. Um, I worked closely with both of these businesses and you know they've done extremely well as a result. And if also, just for your perusal, Scottish Chambers do their own magazine. It's a, a quarterly one that they do. Mm-hmm. It's everything right across the network. But I've always got a bit in there about mentoring. <coughs> so that's in here. So I just thought it might be of interest. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> It might be of interest to you, you know. So And it gives you to see something. I can't even remember what page it's on. Um, it's in here anyway. I know it definitely is. She's seen that. I should have known there. And you're throughout Scotland then? Yep, yes. yep, Scottish Chambers is right across Scotland from, yep, yep. Um, our relationship with Scottish Enterprise is interesting because that, those Scot- Scottish Chambers, their networks right across Scotland, mm-hmm. through the mentoring programme, that is only in the Lowland Division, which is Aberdeen down to the borders. Right. Because of the relationship we've got with Scottish Enterprise, they uh-huh. do go up to high. High is a different entity. Right. We've been, we did run a, a mentoring programme in in in, uh, in conjunction with Highlands and Islands Enterprise. Right. But it was a funding issue with mm-hmm. regards to that, and they had other ideas and whatever. So they tried to run a, a mentoring programme themselves way back in 2005 and failed. And then when we, when we changed the model in 2008, 2009, to work more closely with the local chambers for them to be an engagement tool for us, mm-hmm. which that made perfect sense. You yeah. know, um, they said they liked what we were doing. We said, "Well, you know, we're changing the model. That's easy for us to replicate that up and high." So we did that. It was very successful. It was great. And then decided they want to go and do something else. So I'm constantly getting contacts from high uh, businesses and the gateway and high saying, "What what happened there?" I said, uh-huh. "Well, it's got nothing to do with us, no. you know." But we kind of run it on fresh air. We need we need that income, and they had other ideas mm-hmm. of what they wanted to do. So we just had to let it go, you know. But it's not off the it's not off the um, it's not off the park really. I'm trying yeah. to find this girl, it's terrible. Just so you're speaking there, my sister runs a cafe up in Kirimu, and she does chocolate and she does cheese oh, right. and various uh-huh. other things and. 
she seems to sort of go from one idea to the next, and I must speak to her and just well, get do in that touch because with yeah, that is easy. I can easily get in contact with somebody up in yeah. that area. Absolutely, no, there it is. There is that the one? Yep, that's it. That's the one. That's Sorry, one of the main that's it. There, I'll okay. put the page back. Um, and that was uh, uh, Evelyn Toma. Evelyn Toma is the managing director of. God, I can't remember the company. Retech. Retech, sorry, yeah. yes. Um, and this, Will Craig runs the, uh, a media company. Um, right. Um, and I put the two of them together and she, he said she really revolutionised his business in terms of looking at where he wanted to go and, and staff and all that kind of thing, the structure mm-hmm. of the business and how it was going to look and that. She was able to help him work through that. So that worked particularly well. Put Good. that in there so you know where it is. Right. Um, but that covers everything right across Super. the network. You know, and what's your background then from... Um, I've come from a business development background. I right. spent about 20 old years in the uh, packaging industry. Uh, and then at the tail end of 1980, early 2000, uh, there was quite a lot of changes in the industry um, as a result of a lot of the manufacturing and that was going overseas. Right. And I quite frankly got to a stage in my life where I was fed up driving everywhere, in and out of airports, you know. Um, I felt there was more to life than that. Mm-hmm. So I decided that um, it was about time I had a career change. Okay. So I took some time out and this came up and you've always got transferable skills. Yes. And if you like people, it's easy. No, that's it. You know, uh-huh. I think it makes all the difference, you know. Yeah. And I believe in it. I believe in the programme. I mean, I've done mentoring myself um, uh, in various different guises, so this is, to me, it's a no-brainer. Really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is that people thing, though, and that's what I love about the podcast is that you're just talking to people and you know you're always getting some insight into their that's life right. which can then benefit you that's so. right absolutely right uh-huh. yeah no it's, it's, it's a good and I mean I'm, I'm, I've been very fortunate over the years that I make a point actually of building up really good relationships with mentors because it's not just about what they are on paper it's about them personality wise mm-hmm. that makes all the difference once you understand the sort of things that they get excited about then yeah. it makes, makes putting a business and a mentor together quite easy yes you know, you get to know what makes them tick. Uh-huh, you, know, uh-huh. you know, the sort of things that they're interested in. So that makes that whole process. It's not just about paper exercise. No, it's no. It's about feeling that... Because uh, you're quite right that if they don't gel and they don't oh, get on, no, then, you know, no. there's, there's no now, point. I, you know, somebody said, said to me recently, she says, do you ever get it wrong? I said, of course I do. Mm-hmm. I says, people, because people, I yeah. says, you know, but not very often, I can tell you that. It doesn't happen that often, mm-hmm. but it does. Because it's, it's about relationships. And I said, sometimes in your mind you think that they that fit would just be great they'd get along like a house on fire but periodically that doesn't have that, you know it just mm-hmm. doesn't work out that way yeah, you yeah. Know? so okay okay good good good, good. looking so forward to it so in terms of me coming back to mm. you um, I would I wouldn't think I'd be back in contact with you before the end of this week but I would think I'd be back in contact with you before between the middle of next week, I would right, think. Okay. Yeah, so before start of February. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Make, make no mistake. Next week, some, at some point, I'll be back in contact with you with, okay. the, with the profiling and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You got any questions you quite have? I yet? think, no, you've explained it fully. And, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to getting started. Good, 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 good. That's what it's all about. As I said, at any point, if there's anything you're not sure about, you know, you can drop me an email or, yeah. or uh, give me a call or send me a text or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. Is this all been recorded? I think so. Is it? Okay, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> 
So that was Carol Ann Morris. I have to say she was a great sport because I really sort of pounced on her that we were going to be doing the interview and she thought it was great. Uh, so, you know, thumbs up to, to Carol Ann and really looking forward to working closely with the mentor organisation. She's already sent me five CVs and uh, I'm just going through those at the weekend just to see which one I think is going to to fit the bill so we'll move that forward and you never know the mentor hopefully the mentor want to do a couple of interviews and we can get that on on the show Uh, talking of interviews we're starting to my uh, call out there over the last couple of weeks for interviews has now paid dividends I've got three interviews that were lining up. Uh, We've got a guy, Scott Brady, who's going to come on and talk about his side hustle. And for those of you who are out there who are contemplating jacking the job in and then going full-time in property, well, Scott's done the, uh, the opposite thing. What he's done is he's kept his role as a consultant in, I think it's computing that he does, and he is and uh, moved forward on the side hustle, and so he is doing both. So it really is something that you can do as a side hustle, and he'll tell you all about how to do that and how organized how organized you have to be in order to be successful at both your career and also doing your side hustle. We've also got. Uh, two guys on, Gordon Campbell and Neil McKernan, to come on and talk about what they do at the Alliance Property Group. I think you'll find that really interesting. They are an investment house where they are investing in property, taking people's money, investing in property and getting them some fantastic returns. So I've got an interview lined up for them next Friday and we will just have a chat about that. I haven't done an interview where we've got two and uh, quite interested to see how that all shapes up. And then finally, I put a note out to Richard Swan on uh, LinkedIn. Richard Swan runs, or is now running, the Property Week. It is a fantastic podcast. Uh, Again, it touches the Scottish angle, And what Richard tends to do is interview people who've come through the ALG Academy and he gets uh, an insight into what they're doing. So there's some really good stuff there. And if you're at all interested in property, then get yourself over to This Week in Property. He does a great, great job. So um, we will have a chat with Richard probably towards the end of January, beginning of February. If you think you've got a story to tell, then get in touch. I'm more than happy to sit down and chew the fat with you. Really, the whole aim of the show is to get really interesting guests in the property space. And so if you fit that bill, then just drop me a line under the usual auspices and offices. So it's... On the email, it's jonathanwilliams at begleybrown.co.uk. Subscribe to the website. Look me up on LinkedIn. More than happy to add you as one of my business contacts. 
It's just gone nine o'clock on Sunday. I'm going out to tackle the ice and snow on week two of the 16-week training block for my run. For those of you who don't know, I've put my name down for a race called the Highland Fling. It's a 53-mile ultra, and we're in at week two. So I'm going to bandage up the back, get some ibuprofen on the back, and then see if we can crack out. It's looking a little bit dodgy, so I'm just going to have to watch myself. I'm going to walk myself to the exit. Listen, thanks for taking the time to listen to the Bricks and Mortar podcast. It has been another episode of the BMP. Remember, it's not what you say. It's not what you do. It's how you make them feel that's important. It's the Bricks and Mortar podcast, a sideways look at property. We'll catch you next week. (laughs) 